Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here's your hosts, Craig, Paula, and Mark, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey folks, and hey, how's it going? It's Craig here from Tiki Central Canada. I'll be your bartender, your host, and information for the hour to see how it goes. And yes, this is a very special episode where the information, hopefully through the year, you guys have been listening, will come back to you guys. This is going to be our annual Tiki Trivia Show, where we ask you guys questions about all the episodes throughout the year and see if you've been listening and paying attention. So let's talk about our panel first we have on our show. So obviously on my right side of my screen is my co-host, who's been awesome all along. Paula, how are we doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome because, you know, today is fall and I love it. Fall is my favorite season of the year. And uh, I'm, what season is yours, by the way? I'm just kind of curious. The same. I am, I'm fall lover also. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. And why? Why is fall? I'm just kind of curious. This is your favorite season because I bet your answers are different than mine. I, I bet they probably are. Well, first of all, the, the change in colors in the leaves to me is just absolutely gorgeous. I love looking at it. We don't have that in Brazil. It's green all, oh, year, all right. year long. Right, so right. Here in Canada, it's my favorite to watch. And uh, and I also love the chillier weather, right? This to me is like mm-hmm. my favorite weather. It's not too hot, exactly. You don't have to have there's, AC on. No yeah, AC. no. <laughs> it, it, there's a bunch of other reasons, right? But it's just, yeah. you know, too long to just mumble on here. There we go. Well, mine are because basically your wardrobe changes. So that means you can start wearing sweaters, hats, jackets, pants. Because in the summer, all you can wear is really is t-shirts and shorts. It's yeah. just too hot. Yeah. And then two, uh, there's no bugs. The bugs go away, which is great. Yep. Yep. And three, the kids are back in school, so the malls are empty. So you can go shopping in the middle <laughs> of the day. You don't have like thousands of kids running around. It's like <laughs> That's all true. Which sucked last year because of COVID. There were kids running around during the fall. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I want to go to Costco and not have to worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. I don't want to go to Costco. Like, ever. No, because now everyone goes there now, right? It's like the place to go, right? Uh, anyways, on the left side of my screen is our Tiki expert, Mark. And how are we doing? And what's your favorite season, Mark, by the way? Let's ask about that. We're doing great. And it's also fall for all the same reasons. Ah. The color, the, the uh, long sleeve shirts, and no bugs. Oh my God! No bugs. No bugs. <laughs> to be right. able to, to be able oh to sit outside, you're right. To be able right. to sit outside and not swat things is awesome. <laughs> That's true. Although except, I must say, except for that the uh, except for the, this... the yellow jackets, the poor things are they they get turned off in the, the nest from their food, so they're looking for foods that are everywhere. So yeah. we lay out some um, honey or stuff like that or maple syrup yeah. in a dish when we want to go mm-hmm. out, and yeah. they all go there and leave us alone. Ah, uh, there you go. Paul, you were saying. Yeah, this year, this year I felt like there wasn't a lot of bugs in summer. It's true. It's all, you know what? Though, I noticed though at the end of uh, summer and the beginning of fall, there was tons of wasps. So yeah. many wasps everywhere. It's just a surplus of wasps. Yeah, I. Yeah, and uh, is the season also for the rats to go away there, Mark, or is that year round? No, no, that's year round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like the uh, 
the uh, the other ones have gone south for the winter, and this is the the hardier rats. Oh, okay, the bigger rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones that are built for winter. That's it. They have a hard time oh crawling out of the holes, though. So it's a. Uh... That's crazy. <laughs> the ones the size of cats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New well, York rats. Of, the New York rats, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've been doing a lot of blasting in the area to build more mega story buildings around here. And uh, so all the houses are shaking. So I imagine it's uh, uprooting a lot of rodent families. So I'm oh, yes. sure it is. Yeah. I am yeah. sure it is. Oh my I God. Heard, I heard this year, actually, there was a surplus of rats this year in Ottawa, actually, because of that, because of the construction. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. Well, you can imagine if suddenly your, your home starts shaking and you have no idea why, right? Get, get out. Get out. <laughs> Ooh, look at this place. They have bird food. <laughs> oh, God, yuck. And look, they have honey on the ground. This is great. This is perfect. <laughs> so, question. Yes. Are we, are, we, are we doing drinks tonight? No. Oh, why no? Wonk, wonk, wonk. Yeah, so no drinks on the show. I will put a recipe. Hey, by the way, I am going to make it fair for everybody. I am going to do a Craig's creation because Craig made a new fall menu for Clock Tower. So I am going to put on a Craig's creation cocktail on the website. So even though there's no Craig's creation or no recipes on this show itself, I will give you guys a new recipe off my is page. It, is it a fall recipe? It's a fall recipe. The new recipes I'm giving for Clock Tower are all fall recipes. Uh, there's some bumbo rum in there, hot toddy. There's some uh, pumpkin spice. I'm not a big pumpkin spice guy. I like pumpkin pie, but I don't want pumpkin spice in my stuff. Like I don't want it in my lattes, and I don't want it in my coffees, and I don't want. Okay, it in my- so I have to say something then. Yes. For the first time, guys, here's look. Look, if you're our listener, and yes. you know. You, you listen to us every single time and you're always thinking, <laughs> how am I going to know if I did the drink right? Well, yes. today is your opportunity. We are posting a recipe and you can go to Clock Tower and try the one that Craig makes. This is true. So you this will be able to see if you are doing it properly. Right. There you go. It's right. true. <laughs> Don't get disappointed. Yeah, don't get disappointed now. <laughs> That's a once in a lifetime opportunity, my friends. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's it's, an, it's amazing um, cocktail menu. Thanks for Norma for letting me use the kitchen for a whole day to make the menu. So I just destroyed the kitchen for an entire day. But um, lots of cinnamon, lots of nutmeg. There's tons of spice in there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really good menu. I can't wait to see it, how well it does. I want to yes. try. I want to try that stuff because I love myself some cinnamon and nutmeg. Oh yeah, then I'll make you some for sure next time I see you for sure. Please, yes. yes. So we are doing our annual trivia show we have done in the past. Now we're gonna make it a little easier on you guys this year. So what we're gonna do is every question is relating to an episode. I'm gonna tell you which episode it is, so you can go back and listen to it if you don't believe me on the questions or the answers, or you want some more information on what that question's all about. Cool. So I'm gonna test the brains of my two co-hosts here and see what comes up. See who's uh, been listening and paying attention, and we'll go from there. Okay, so the first question is on the Cosmopolitan from episode number 56. So here's how it goes. The Cosmopolitan was created by who? A, a bartender, Neil Murray, says he created the Cosmopolitan in 1975 at the Cork and Cleaver Steakhouse in Minnesota. Or B, Cheryl Cook in New York. She was approached by Absolute to create a new cocktail using their new product of Absolute Citron Vodka. Or C, Del DeGraft, a world-well-known cocktail creator, who became the absolute ambassador to the cocktail, or D, the cocktail was created back in the 30s under a different name. 
calls him all to Daisy, which appears in the Pioneers of Mixing and Elite Bars in 1903 to 1933. So, is anybody like, yes, I definitely have the answer, or eh, I, I might know the answer? What do you think, Mark? I remember there's two things in there. <laughs> I remember there was like, well... It didn't make this easy. It didn't make this easy. That's for sure. Yeah. There was a... I think I remember it was New York. So that's why I would go with B. Cheryl Cook in New York. Okay. But Mark, the name, what are you thinking? But the name Dale also also rings a bell, you know? Dale DeGraft, a well-known yeah. creator. Yes. Did Yeah. Which one was it? I can't remember now. Yeah. I think... I think <laughs> I'm going to go with B, just because the word New York is in there. I think Craig would put that word. He wouldn't use the word <laughs> New York lightly, you know? Oh, my God. I don't want to use New York lightly. And it is cosmopolitan, okay. New York. So yes. I'm going to say B. Okay. And Mark, what are you thinking? I'm just going to have to go with a different letter just so we can have a different letter. <laughs> I'll go with C. Okay, because you think it's Delta Graft. Now, Delta Graft actually is well known for the Cosmopolitan, and he was an ambassador to the Cosmopolitan and Absolute Vodka over in Europe. But actually, it's B, Cheryl Cook in New York, who was approached by Absolute to create a new cocktail using the new product of Absolute Citron Vodka. And Delta Graft actually was basically almost everybody said, oh, yeah, you made the Cosmopolitan. He actually insists. He goes, no, I did not make the Cosmopolitan. I am known for the Cosmopolitan, but I didn't create the Cosmopolitan. Cheryl Cook did. And he actually gave her credit in his book. Nice. So it is B. Yes. New York. New point, York. Point for P. P. <laughs> P point. That doesn't sound right. P point. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to question two. So for all you listeners out there, here we go again. Episode 57, which is Talk Like a Pirate Day, which we just passed with Rob Bruner. By the way, thank you, Rob Bruner, for doing the show. I think me and Mark got a ton of information from that show. It was well informative, and we had a great time talking to you guys, you and Erica. All right, so talk like a pirate day. William McCoy was referred to by everyone as the real McCoy. Why was he called the real McCoy? Was it A, he was the original and first rum runner, and therefore everyone after him was not the real McCoy? Or B, it was the name of his ship that he was used to transport rum from Jamaica to the international line uh, just off of U.S. shores to transport rum? Or C, he never lied and went back on a rum trade, and therefore he was trusted as a trader? Or D, he sold rum that wasn't watered down or manipulated in any way and therefore was the real McCoy. I think Mark knows the answer to this one. So, Paula, you're going to have to guess first. I think it's clear that Mark will know. I, I'm going to guess letter D as in diva. Diva. Ooh. And Mark, and your, your answer to this one? Ding, ding, ding. She's great. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't even let me say yes to that. Okay, here we go. Yes, yeah. So, real McCoy actually, what it was is that he never watered down his rum, and actually, he was known as a real McCoy because other rum runners that were bringing rum back, what they would do is add water to it and then basically make more profit off it. He was always very persistent on making sure that his stuff was legit all the way and that he wasn't like one of these other copycats. Very good answer. Awesome. Paul is two for two so far. Awesome. Yeah. All right, this might get a little more difficult now. Question three, in episode 59, the mint julep and the Kentucky Derby, that's what the show is about. Which facts is true about the Kentucky Derby race? Is it A, the Kentucky Derby is the longest running sport event in the United States, dates back to 1875, or B, the mint julep cocktail is served in a silver plated cup with a gold straw and costs $1,000 per serving, or C, 
It was recorded that half a million of the mint julep cocktails were served over the race at a day of the event. Or D, the daiquiri was the actual drink of the race up to 1875, and then whiskey became popular, and therefore the drink was changed over to the mint julep. I Ooh. think I know this one. Okay, let's let's see, Mike. Let's go. Let's make Mark do this his first time. Let's Mark do the, the guess on this one for the first one. I think he knows too. <laughs> I don't think there's any guessing in this one for him. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. He's got that look. He's not quite sure. He's leading it over. I'm gonna go with the uh, the numbers sold. It's C. It's C. He got it. C. That's Okay, so that's see. what I think. So, uh, yeah, no, you're both wrong. Oh. It's a the Kentucky Derby is the longest running sport event in the United States, dating back to 1875. C is recorded that half a million. It wasn't half a million. It's only 150,000 drinks uh, of uh, only yeah, only 150,000 of the mint julep cocktails are served over the race and day of the event. Yes, there's tricky little tricky ones in there. Here you go. Oh. It's like, that's not fair. All right. Question four. So far, we're like, what, two and one or two? Yeah, no, two, I'm two? two out of three and Mark's one out of three. Oh, Mark. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. All right. In episode 61, apple cider and Thanksgiving. What cool fact about Thanksgiving is true? A, Abraham Lincoln, he scheduled Thanksgiving for the third Thursday in November. B, Franklin D. Roosevelt moved the holiday to the last week of November in an attempt to spur retail sales during the Great Depression for Christmas. C, Roosevelt's plan known as Franksgiving was met with a passionate opposition. And in 1941, the president signed a bill thanking, making Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday of November. Or D, the original celebration with the pilgrims was well-received as he made homemade apple pies from the crops harvested prior to the winter to use up the supplies before they expired. Ooh, this boy. is you made it a trick question here because like all this you you just changed <laughs> little facts. Roosevelt and Franklin you and- just changed little facts here and I don't remember who did what. <laughs> I didn't say it was gonna be easy. Mark's like we're thinking do 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 and now I don't I don't remember if it's the third I think it's the fourth right now, isn't it? Um I think it's the 4th of every November. Yeah, I think. Like, I know, because in Canada, for just so you listeners out there, Canada Thanksgiving is in October. Yeah. Um, is it the second week of October, I yes. think it is? Yes. Right. And then in the United States, I'm pretty sure it's the 4th week of November. I'm guessing on that. I'll have to look that up. See, even I don't remember that. Uh-huh. I remember this moving thing back and forth, but I don't. It did. It did. The the move the holiday did move up and down throughout the years. It's just a matter of where did it lie and who did what. I think this. Uh, I'm gonna go with Roosevelt. Yeah. Roosevelt. Boo. Which one? Boo See? Roosevelt. Quit moving it around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both right. Ding 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 ding. Roosevelt plan. You actually want to call it Frank's giving, yeah. which is too funny. That's just hilarious. Uh, yeah, so it was actually moved to the fourth Thursday of November since 1941. There we go. Good. Awesome. Both got it right. Very cool. Okay, so question five. In episode 61, La Paloma, right? The Paloma. And Day of the Dead. Okay, so no, I'm sure Paula's going to get this one. (laughs) Uh, We talk about the Mexican celebration in October near Halloween. What are the similarities of the two? Is it A, they both incorporate sweets and foods for offerings? Or B, they both celebrate the dead as Halloween celebrates the deceased of the past while Day of the Dead celebrates the memories of the deceased? Is it C, orange and black are used throughout the events to show fall into winter season? Or D, 
Both events are used to introductions to James Bond movies, Spectre and Live and Let Die. So if you're a Bond fan, you might know the answer to that one, if that's true or false. Uh, by the way, I'm going to see Bond this weekend. And I can't wait. It's been two years, and I'm going nuts waiting for it. Yeah, we are also watching it, but not this weekend. It's supposed to be the best Bond ever, they're saying, bar none. We were in New York while Rami Malek was filming. What's that? No way. Yeah, we saw that. Wow. We saw that happening. This is the last one, too, apparently. Daniel Craig's last one, so. Who do you think the new Bond's going to be? I don't know. I mean, is there anyone that really qualifies see, for the new Bond? See, I have a prediction that they're going to make a next Bond black. Okay, I can see that. Well, isn't it the new Bond was supposed to be at the beginning, so the beginning of this one, there is a Bond. She's female and she's black. Yeah. Um, I think they tried going for female, but then they're not going to do it female. And I think it's it should yeah. be if if they go with a back black bond, I think it should be that Idris Alba or something like that. That he would be a great bond. He's British yeah, already, and you know he has the yeah. he has that he's, face. He's yeah, I can. I, and he's older too. He's an older, more sophisticated. Yeah, guy. exactly. So if if they make a black black bond, I think it should be him. Mark, what are you thinking? Who do you think would be the next Bond? Or who would be a good candidate for the Bond? Well, it depends which way they want to go. If they want to go with sophisticated and elegant, or do they want to go with beat the crap out of them, right? Oh, well, give me both options. Yeah. What, are you, what are you thinking is our... Yeah, well, yeah. I think I think Idris Elba would be great because he's such an amazing actor. I agree. Mm -hmm, I agree. Right? So if you're going to go the other way, you're going to have to get uh, a young, at least... Uh, oh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember his name. Is he now. black too? Uh, no. Oh. He's... Uh, <laughs> James Bond, the fighting scenes and all this stuff. But then also, too, you have to have the very suave, elegant guy who can like walk into a casino or walk into a bar, you know, sway yeah. the woman into like falling in love with him. So there's a lot of elements to James Bond. It's not just the fighting scenes and being built, right? There's, there's a lot of stuff there. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? Yeah, he's, Tom's, Tom's done a lot of really amazing movies. No, so stupid. He actually produced uh, Venom. He produced it, and and he's always jumping around and you know getting shot and stuff. Yeah. And I can totally imagine him as a Bond. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a twenty minute rant about James Bond. I'm sorry because I just I'm going to see James Bond and I just can't wait to yeah, see it. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which what answer do you guys think for number five? The question five. There's all the different answers there. So what is the similarities of both Halloween and Day of the Dead? Um, so you have A, they're incorporating both sweets and foods and both offerings. No. B, they celebrate uh, both celebrate the dead as Halloween celebrates the deceased of the past, where Day of the Dead celebrates the memories of the deceased. Wait, Halloween celebrates the deceased of the past? Well, that's one of the answers. C, <laughs> orange and black are used throughout the events to show fall into winter season. Or D, both events are used to introduction of James Bond's So movies. I think it's D, because I think that Halloween does not celebrate the deceased of the past. And Mark, what do you think? A. a. It actually is A. Ooh. Ding, ding, ding. Both incorporate sweets and foods as offerings. Offering. So in Halloween, you obviously no, but uh, yes, I didn't think of that as an offering. When you offer yes. it to kids, it's an offering. Okay, yes, it's an offering because yeah. Well, if you ever know the true thing about Halloween, what's the phrase they're supposed to say when they come to the house? Trick or treat. Trick or treat. A lot of places when you go to the door and they ask that, they say, "Okay, you have to show me a trick to get a treat." Ah, I see. There you go. Yes. So it is an offering. Yes. So it is a. There we go. Bing, 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 bing. All right. Number six. In episode 62, 
Pearl Diver. That was the cocktail we did in that one. We talked about the origin of the cocktail at Don the Beachcomber's Tiki Bar, which is true facts of this story. So Don the Beachcomber's Bar. Is it A, this location is two blocks away from Trader Vic's original location and both were constantly competing against each other for guests? Or B, is it two blocks away from Warner Brothers Film Studio and you would see famous movie stars as VIP guests, which would appear very popular? Or C, is it two blocks away from the TCL Chinese Theater and the Walk of Fame, and which now is a dog park? Or D, Don had an p- authentic Navy diving suit in the bar, and guests would take pictures with it, which made it a popular place to be. Ooh. I'm between A and B. What do you think, Mark? Dog park. Dog park? So he, Mark's going C. He seems very sure. I love the confidence of Mark. There we go. That's awesome. All right, so Paula, what are you going for? Crap. I know he's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you get all you have to see is the same answer to see what happens. And meanwhile, people are at home rewinding the show trying to figure this out. Sure. I'll- and no, by the way, all the answers are not in the, the show descriptions. So if you go back and try to cheat and use the show descriptions, the answers are not in the show descriptions. Nobody's I'll cheating. go with no B. Way. I'll, go, I'll no go with it was close to Warner Brothers, even though I think he's probably right. Okay, so Donnie Beachcomber did have a lot of movie celebrities go through his place and was obviously very popular because of that. Charlie Chaplin was one of them for sure. But actually is C, TLC's Chinese Theater Walk of Fame. And actually now Donnie Beachcomber's place, we checked it out on Google Maps that day. It is actually a dog park. Wow. <laughs> it is fenced off. It's got grass there. And now it's official dog park. <laughs> Dogs are peeing exactly the, the historical landslide of Donnie Beachcomber's. I can't believe that. That is so wrong. That is so wrong in so many levels. I can't believe it. You should be able to drink there openly and watch That's right. Dog. It's true. You should be able to drink and your dog should be able to drink while you're there. Like, yeah. And it's two parks. It's two blocks away from the Chinese theater and the walk of fame. So now, so now cool. Mark, you're beating me? That's that's what I'm Uh-oh. understanding? Ding, no, ding, ding. I can, uh, no, I don't, I'm pretty sure we're tied. I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> one, one in front of me, but okay. So let's go on to question seven. In episode 64, Last Rites Cocktail. Mariano Little Week Liquid Liquid. Oh my god. I was I was praying to hear you say that again. Liquidini. Liquidini. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I practice. I practice on this. Oh one. really? And uh, you're Mar- still getting it wrong. Yes. Okay, so is it Mariano? Mariano Liquidini. Liquidini. Sure. See, that's why I have a translator on the show okay. for. <laughs> Uh, was the number two bartender Don's and eventually went on to Mai Kai, which is one of favorite Mark's favorite uh, bars of all time. Uh, what is not a true fact about his amazing life? Is it A, Mariano married to Eva Ryan, whose girlfriends all ended up marrying Mario's cousins? B, he also served Lauren Hardy in the 30s and was a private chauffeur and bartender as he easily drank scotch and soda, mostly. Or is it C, He's one of 14 kids and did odd jobs to get by until he ended up at Don the Beachcomber's restaurant. Or D, Mario was active at Don the Beachcomber's and Maikai's being uh, on the company's golf tournament and got a personal golf lesson from Arnold Palmer. Now, which one is not true? You remember, this is the reverse. Not what's not true, but is not true. Wow. Oh, boy. These all, these all seem so <laughs> stupid. Like, <laughs> there's not. They're so crazy. Yeah. Which one is not true? Uh, I wonder if Mark actually knows this one. I'm kind of curious because he's like Mr. Maikai here. So, uh, 
The pressure's on Mark more than anything now. I'm I'm gonna just I don't know, but I'm gonna go with D. <laughs> He's shaking. Okay, she's going with D. I'm gonna go. I have never heard about him having that many offspring, children, brothers, sisters. So I'm gonna go with C. Cool. All right. So you did C. She did D. The answer is yes! D. Ding 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 oh. ding ding. Mario was active. Yes, he actually was part of the golf and the bowling team, but he never got a lesson from Elmer Palmer. Elmer Palmer actually golfed in the 1960s, uh, not back then. And yes, Lucudini actually did, Mariano did have 14 kids in his family. Uh, and yes, he actually did marry Eva Ryan, and all of her girlfriends married all of his cousins. That one is true. And yes, he actually did serve Lauren Hardy and was a private chauffeur and bartender of Lauren Hardy, which is very cool. Just that fact alone is amazing. I think that's awesome. I had no idea you had such a massive family. 14 kids. Wow. wow. No, because he's what? He's Filipino, right? If I remember yes. correctly. Okay. And I guess that's a common thing in that kind of family. Uh, question, Paula, what is the common number of kids in a Brazilian family? I'm just kind of curious. Is it really it huge depends. or is it very it small? It depends on if you're a rich family or a poor family. Okay. So let's just do both. So if you're a rich family, you have- One or two tops. And if you're if you're a poor family, eleven. We make fun. Yes, we have a little saying that is, uh, uh, oh, so you didn't have a TV, right? So you just made babies after babies after babies, <laughs> right? Because if if you're poor, that. you yeah, don't yeah. really have money to have a TV set. So no entertainment. Exactly. Well, no entertainment. So. Yeah. yeah. So when we get a new maid or something, and she's like, "Oh yeah," because I have like uh, seven kids, and we're like, "Really?" So no TV set, huh? You know, like <laughs> it's a running joke. Uh, number ten. Okay, so in episode number sixty-eight, banana daiquiri. When your your non-favorite things, I know bananas. Uh, and of course, that's not one of favorite Mark's favorites because it's it's very sugary and sweet, right, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I'll drink it. <laughs> well, you'll drink anything. Come on, come on, come on. Well, you, come on. You, know, you, you have to take the rejects too, right? So it's like, yeah, you can't be fussy. <laughs> I'm going to throw a party where it's just nothing but banana daiquiris all day long and see which one of you guys show up. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she's like, nope, nope, not going to show up. Nope, nope. All right. So the question here is we talked about some cool facts about the banana. So this is all about coming down to fruit. Which is, the banana actually does grow on trees, which can grow up to 20 feet tall. That was A. B, bananas, not like some fruit, doesn't have seeds inside and are cloned to create new ones. C, bananas are actually dyed yellow in color and are actually green when harvested from the trees. Or D, bananas are radioactive with potassium. So there was quite a cool facts on that show. Uh, if you go back to that one, episode 68, there was tons of really cool facts I found on the internet. Okay. And so, uh, these are all very close. Yeah. There is, you know, they're very, very close. So, but there is only one true answer here. <laughs> the, the one true answer, I know for a fact which one it is. Uh, Mark, would you like to go first? Oh, I think she's challenging Mark here. This is a trivia challenge. I remember two things from that show. Okay. And two of them stuck out, and they're both here. I hate when that happens. 
Yep. I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is why it's, I did this. It's a trick question, though, Mark, because oh. he uses he uses a word, a specific word. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. The wording is wrong. Yeah, I know. It's it's like Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> right there, right? There we go. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that bananas were radioactive, but I don't think it's from the potassium. So I'm going to go with B. Okay, so bananas are not like some fruit, doesn't have seeds inside, and are cloned to create new ones. Yes, and, that is correct. Oh, okay, so you're saying B as well. Okay. The answer what, X, what? It's the not, answer it's, is D. No, no way. D. Yes. No, they are cloned. Yes, but they actually do have seeds in them. They do have seeds in them. So when you open a banana, in the middle is little black dots. Those are actually seeds. A banana actually is a fruit. Of course it's a fruit. So, okay, first of all, let's go through each one of them, okay? So, A, bananas are no growing trees. It's yeah, actually they a don't banana grow plant. on trees. Exactly. It's a plant. But actually, the plant does grow up to 20 feet tall. That is true. Yes, yes. D, sorry, B, bananas are a fruit. Um, obviously, da-da-da. But they actually do grow seeds inside. There's like little black dots you'll see when you put a banana in the middle. And, yes, they do clone them to make new ones. Bananas are actually dyed yellow. Well, of course, that's not true. We know that one's not true. And but, but bananas actually are radioactive with potassium. Now, apparently, the level of radioactivity is nothing to be concerned about. It's so small, you wouldn't even know it. They are green when they are harvested, though. Yes, but they don't dye them yellow to make them yellow. I know, but still. And, and, and you wrote trees <laughs> again on this one. So. That's right. Trees. They're not trees. It's plant. It's a plant. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's a trick now question. I know why they're, now I know why they're radioactive. So bananas don't grow on trees. There you go. Isn't Boom. that a phrase? Bananas do grow on trees or something like that? Isn't that a phrase or something? I don't know. Mark would know. I've never heard that before. Okay. Do you work in a bar or something? What's going on? No. <laughs> no, well, money does grow on trees. We've heard that yeah. one before. Money grows yeah. on trees. Yeah, which is true because actually money is made out of pulp, which actually is from trees, which is paper. Not our money, no. Our money, really? Our money. You're going there? I'm going there. It's paper, yes. Therefore, it's pulp. Therefore, money does actually grow on trees. <laughs> Ours comes from polymer now. Ours comes from the ground. That's true. It's plastic now. It's plastic. And it'll money. melt on your dashboard, people. Oh, if, if it's plus forty really? and stuff, don't park with your money on your dash. You know what I hate about the new money though is that when you fold it, because I get this every now and then at the bar, someone will fold it and cripple it in their pocket. It, it's almost impossible to unfold it. Like it just it keeps its wrinkles. So then if it's all folded up into a little ball, it's like it doesn't unfold. Iron it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll melt it. There we go. Leave, yeah, leave it on the dash of your car. It's true. There you go. Good, good tip. Remember, speak, speaking of uh, on another note, remember back yes. in the old days where servers used to have all the bills in their fingers between their fingers, the fives, the tens, the twos, the ones. Yep, they're yep. all folded lengthwise. Exactly. They able to get your change that way. I remember when we were in Australia, their two dollar coin is like a nugget. It's about this little bit smaller than our dime, but it's yeah. thick. It's like oh, this way. big chunk of metal, and yeah. it's just like so you can't go. Oh, okay, that's that's a that's worth money because it's chunky. Don't throw it away. Very cool. All right, so let's go on to um, let's go on to question twelve, episode seventy, the sidecar cocktail. That's what we did on that show. So, what facts did we mention about prohibition? That was all about the show prohibition on the show that are true. A ASL, also known as the Alcohol Saloon League was developed to ban alcohol in local bars and saloons by women protesting in front of the saloons, preying on the weak-minded men who drank there. Or B, 
even after prohibition started, doctors were writing prescriptions for alcohol for medical reasons like stress, headaches, which was illegal at the time. C, prohibition created the amendment which introduced income tax to cover the cost of lost income from alcohol sales to help keep the economy from crashing. Or D, it helped ban Russian vodka, which was now and was an issue and was competing against American whiskey, which also had, was an issue for the government to generate funds. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't remember most of these. That's right. <laughs> I think there was a league from the women. I just don't know if it's called this stupid name, Alcohol Saloon League. Yeah, I'm going to go with Paula and go with the Alcohol Saloon League. A and Paula, you going with A as well? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it actually is B. Even after Prohibition started, doctors were writing prescriptions for alcohol, medicine reasons like stress and headaches, and it was legal. A was ASL, which is the Anti-Saloon League. Uh, It was developed to ban alcohol. And the women's protest was actually the the WCTU, which was a women's Christian's temperance union. Yes, I combined the two together on that answer. Aha. Uh, income tax was actually done before prohibition. So that's one of the reasons why prohibition actually did exist because they were pushing for income tax. So they actually knew that they were secure on the, the economy, not crashing. And Russian vodka was not a factor at that time. It was in the 1930s that Russian vodka actually came into the United States. Aha! I fooled you again. <laughs> All right. So uh let's go on to question 13 episode 71 hawaiian drinks and luau's now mark might know this one we'll see how it goes uh, <laughs> luau was a families and tribes would gather around and celebrate the food and drinks b a traditional dating back hundreds of years ancient hawaiian luau's referred to as ah uh, okay i can't even say that can you even try to say that mark aha aini aha aini which translates into spiritual c 1819, ironically enough, hula dancing was banned by Queen... What's that? Ka, <laughs> Ka-ahumanu. Ka-ahumanu. Uh, as seen as too taboo of an activity. Uh, D, the traditional feast was eaten off of luhalas. Lauhalas. Lahas. That's the match you put up on your wall for uh, tiki bars. There you go. Lahas, uh, which is large woven mats made <laughs> for tea leaves and with dinners... Sitting on a long table with gold silverware. So I know Mark probably knows the answer to this one, but we'll see if he knows the answer to this one. Mm-hmm. It's not D. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> well, okay, we'll just take D off the table. There we go. Because there was there no go. gold silverware. There was no long table. They sat around on the floor, actually. Yes. You're completely right on that one. So that leaves you with A, B, or C. I, I'm going to go put the C or A or B, in my humble opinion. Hmm. Uh-huh. What do you mean? Uh-huh. It is either A or B. <laughs> I might say anything. I'm, I'm Alex Trebek on this scenario. I'm just waiting for the right answer to come along. I need to put it in the form of a question. There we go. Mark? I'm just surprised that Craig would put in so many words he couldn't pronounce for number C. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for all you listeners out there, you know I can't pronounce this stuff. So there we go. And if you're a new listener, stick around. You'll laugh a lot. <laughs> that's right. And that's why I got Paula for She's going to correct me every single time. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> she hates it. I know. She's like, Craig, for the fifth time, I'm telling you how to pronounce it. And you still can't pronounce it right. Okay, Mark, what do you think? A or B? I'm just going to go with B because that's the most uh, normal looking answer. How's that? I think, I think it's the same. 
Okay, so the answer actually is C. 1819, ironically enough, hula dancing was banned from Queen and was seen as taboo as an activity. B, the traditional dating back to hundreds of years, ancient Hawaiian hulaos were referred to as blah, 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 was translated. It wasn't spiritual. It was, oh my God. I changed the word spiritual. It was like meal. That's what it translates into. It translates into meal. So if you know you're Hawaiian, you would have got that, Mark. Oh. <laughs> He's like, damn it. Okay. If you know your ancient Hawaiian language, you would have got that right. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't translate into spiritual. It translates into meal. Uh, a, families and tribes would gather around to celebrate food and drink. It's actually no, because the original Hulu-Elves, it was men only. The women were not allowed to gather around with them. They actually had to sit separately. They actually had always specific food that was they were allowed to eat at the time. So only VIPs and men were allowed to eat at first. It wasn't until like later on that... Uh, when it became more of a, um, it was a tourist attraction that men and women and families were allowed to gather together. There we go. All right, last page. Two questions left. I, I, by the way, I haven't been keeping score, so I don't know where we are. I know at one point it was neck and neck, and then Mark went up, and then Paula went up, and we're going to have to go back and calibrate and see who is on top. I'm not quite sure. I, I, don't, think I don't know. Even. I'm not I competitive. Think are, I think we're about even. There we go. We're here for entertainment. No wagering. Please. No wagering. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So for all you people out there putting uh, money on Mark or money on Paula, all bets are off. Okay. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. So question 14. Episode 72. Cinco de Mayo, which is one of my favorite holidays of all time. So is Day of the Dead. I love Day of the Dead, by the way. And by the way, I'm so stoked because next weekend, uh, Third World Bazaar. I think it's called One World Bazaar now, by the way in ottawa is on for all the next four weekends in october it's a really cool thing to go to for the rest of the year they go around to the rest of the world and purchase um arts and crafts and things like this and then they bring it to ottawa and four weekends in october they sell all the stuff so the stuff from like tahiti and in dubai and and africa and mexico and it's really cool every year we go we always end up buying stuff because there's so much culture and, and arts and crafts that you see from around the world it's amazing it's an amazing event so i do recommend paula and mark if you guys have a chance go see it it is amazing oh i love mark would go there because i mean he'd be like okay what's the price of this that's over five bucks yeah. no that's not worth it yeah no. <laughs> yeah we've been there a couple of times they have, they oh, really? have some uh, ma- Amazing stuff there from Mexico. Yes. Uh, like all the really cool glass works and things like that. Yeah. And then they have some uh, Asian furniture, which is pretty amazing stuff. All right. So anyway, Cinco de Mayo was a Mexican Independence Day actually marks the moment in 1810 in the Battle of Buenos Vista against Americans. B, when Mexican president issued a deferral in which all foreign debt payments would be suspended for two years, which brought the Spanish to war and won against. C, a battle that lasted two years and finally had the Spanish flee the country and Mexico became finally independent. Or D, by 1865, with the American Civil War now over, the U.S. began to provide more political and military assistance to Mexico to expel the Spanish. What do you think it is? Oh, my God. You you did the same little trick you (laughs) pulled on the other one. By the way, we let our listeners know there will be a trivia page, and the answers. If you do, if you know, if you've done in the last few years, you can go on the bottom of the page, and they're reversed on the bottom of the page. So yes, the the page with all the questions that we're doing will be on that page, and then if you're looking for the answers, other than we're telling you guys, you can actually go to the bottom of the page and it tells you the answer. And please, hey, by the way, go back to previous years and see if you know any of the answers to the previous year's questions because there's a lot of stuff there. 
But anyways, back to, yes, what we're doing here. So Cinco de Mayo, what do you think it is? I think it's um, crap. It's not crap. It's 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 a nice holiday. <laughs> it's a celebration. See, I think it, it could be, I think it's puta <laughs> I love how she's cursing in the. <laughs> okay, Mark. It was a battle. I know it was a battle. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty sure it was against the Spanish too. But I feel like, like if I say C, he's gonna be like, oh, but I changed this word here because it wasn't two years. It was, uh... you know, two days and blah blah blah. You know how he loves to, to pull that shit on us. <laughs> Mark's like thinking it over. Do, 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 I'm do, almost do. going on Google and like cheating. Oh, damn. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> the face. If you are video right now, you would see her face like, oh, damn. And Mark's in Batcave going, hmm, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what would Batman think? Batman. Batman would think it'd be. I am okay, we have a battle. A day battle, battle issue, deferral, no. A battle, see. <laughs> We're going to go with battle C. Okay. So Mark's going C. Paula, she's looking like. Oh. That's what I think also. But I feel like, you know, I feel like there was uh, something that the, the Mexican president did also, which brought something to happen. I just don't know if it was exactly this. Right. So. Okay. So let's take a couple of them out of the, out of the equation. So it's definitely not A. It's not Mexican's Independence Day. Their Mexican no. Independence Day is in July. Uh, it is not D. Because it's they didn't expel the Spanish, they expelled the French. They got rid of the French out of the, the, the colony. So now we're down to B and C. So the answer actually is B. When the Mexican president issued deferral in which all foreign debts was suspended for two years, which brought the Spanish to war and won against. So what happened is that they owed a whole bunch of money to England, France, and Spain. Spain was the only one who sent troops over to say, no, no, we want our money back. We're going to take over your, your call. We're going to take over the country and basically colonize it. They came over with 5,000 men. The battle lasted five hours long. Ended. So C is not the question, the answer because that says the last two years. See, I um, told you there was going to be a, a little. <laughs> I remembered it was very uh, short. And also, too, they didn't become the independent at the time. It was they're still weren't independent because of the battle. They came yeah. independent later on down the line. Uh, yeah, so it actually is D- B. They did actually have some debts. The span came over. They the battle lasted five hours long, lasted one day. <laughs> one day, they fled back to their frigging their boats. They came back the next year with fifty thousand troops and won that battle. So there we go. So that's the answer to that one. Stumped you both. Dump, dump. I know it's, it's all in the wording. It's all in the wording. Yeah, I hate yes. your wording. <laughs> he's, he's cheating. Cheating. I tell you. He's cheating. He's cheating. Yes, I think he is. Man, but don't you remember that in high school? I remember doing like these stupid <laughs> tests in school. What kind of tests? The bleep tests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep that one out. Uh, but you guys remember that it was all in the wording. It'd be like two answers. You're going, okay, I know B and C are like so close together, but what the hell's the difference between the two of them? And it all came down to the wording. And I hated that because you know what? I knew all the information about the subject, like whatever it was, but you're now you're tricking me with words. So it's like really if I failed the test, it's not because I don't know the information, it's because you're tricking me with words. So it's the same thing as this. Yes, I'm tricking you guys with words. Yes. Paula's not looking too happy over there. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's like, if you had a video, we'd be like, nope, this is not looking good. It's a good thing there's a distance between me and her right now, 30 kilometers, because like it's like she would narrow it down. Okay, so last question of the day. Ta-da! So if you're all been stumped up this point, let's see how far you go. I know this has been challenging trivia, so I actually did make this a little harder than the last few years. But if you go back to the episodes that I'm referring to, you can get all the answers. And please do go back, by the way, and listen to some of these episodes. Some of these cool facts that we're getting from these shows. I actually had a really good time researching a lot of stuff, and uh, I definitely learned a lot this year. So me too. Yeah, I learned a lot. And uh, yes. So last question. In episode 76, the Grog Cocktail, we talked about the word proof. And as a way that Navy sailors would be able to tell if the rum portions were correct amount of rum in it, how would they prove this fact? Was it A, they would use gunpowder mixed into a liquid and then light it on fire to see if a certain color flame would appear and that way it was a proof? Or B, they would mix the rum and water in a pusher's position on the boat to make sure it was properly mixed? So in other words, we're saying that the pusher's position on the boat, did he test the product to see, yes, it's, it's a right com- combination. C, they would pour some of the grog onto gunpowder and light it to see if it would light. And if not, then it was, it was a proof. Or D, they would light the rum as it was a high alcohol level and see if it would light. And a certain color of flame would be proof. Okay, so let's go with Paula first. So she's so confident and she's like, yes, I got this one. It's C. C. They would pour some of the grog onto gunpowder and light it to see if it would light. And if not, then it was of proof. Okay, Mark. Either you screwed up the wording a lot. Unless you did it on purpose. <laughs> what? Maybe they, they put gunpowder in the rum to see if it would light. But yes, they, they would light the gunpowder, see if it would go poof. So which one is it, Mark? I'll go with C. Okay. No, nothing to do with color. It better not have anything to do with color. It has everything to do with smoke and making bombs. Okay. So the C, the question you guys, the answer you guys gave was they would pour some of the grog onto gunpowder and light it to see if it would light. And if not, then it was a proof. So that is not the answer because it would say, it says, if not, then it was a proof. See, it's, it's that wording stupidity. Yeah. I hate you. No, so, but also, too, but they actually would put it, put it into gunpowder. They would put gunpowder into the rum, which is well, that's A. That's what I said. They would put the gunpowder, mix it with liquid, and light it on fire to see a certain color flame that would appear, and that would be of proof. Yes. B is not the answer either because Poosters was the position they were giving up the grog, but they had nothing to do with proving how the alcohol was of legit. And D, they actually didn't light the alcohol itself. They always mixed gunpowder with it. They always put gunpowder into it and then see if it would... Paula's like <laughs> she hates the wording she's like that's it I'm done with the words <laughs> I am done if there's another question I'm not participating anymore <laughs> enough is enough enough is enough I protest enough is enough I protest he's this trivia question he's sneaking he's sneaking I'm around sneaking. yeah, yeah I'm sneaking, like who yes. do you think you are your English teacher I'm getting back to my English teacher if you're listening my English teacher from grade 7 I'm finally getting revenge <laughs> yes but revenge on me not on your English teacher. <laughs> That's right. And Paul's like, great. English language is my second language. Way to go, Craig. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> and Mark, it's funny because Mark was like, okay, I remember that episode and I remember some of these facts, but I can't remember exactly the fact. So yes, that is our annual Tiki show. Very challenging. Yes, it is in the wording. I know. 
Um, but if you do go some back to some of these episodes and you go back to Did You Know, which actually is a segment that almost all these came from, which is fun. I always love doing the Did You Know segment because I actually go out and research and find some really cool facts for different things we're doing. We always do like movies and, and history and geography and just tons of stuff, guys. So if you've never listened to the show, please do go back and listen to some of the past episodes because there's just so much information we give you guys. And of course, great cocktails, right? We always do great cocktails on the show. And Paula's super excited to try one of the clock tower cocktails, which I will do next time for her. I think I need to make a couple of them just for kind of like thank you and sympathy. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's almost like an apology cocktail, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, you I'm better. so sorry. I'm so sorry. I tortured you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I tortured her today for sure with the English language. Yes. Play with words. Uh, but anyways, yes. Yeah, so there will be a trivia page or you guys, you go click on the link and what is uh, all the answers? We didn't do all the questions, by the way. All the answers will be at the bottom reverse. And every year in the past is also on there. So the two years ago, last year's episodes are on there. Uh, but thank you for listening. And we can't wait to do another episode for you guys. We'll, we'll have cocktails. Yes, we'll do some new cocktails on the new on the new show. And uh, let's just tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentricana.ca. Or.com. There we go. And on that page, you will find obviously information to this trivia show, some new cocktails. I will put a Craig's creation from my Clock Tower Fall menu on for this episode because we didn't do a drink. So I feel it's only obligation to you guys out there to try it out. You're not um, going to put the pumpkin spice one up there, are you? No, I am not. I was forced into the pumpkin spice. Uh, if I didn't say it previously on the show, I definitely would say it now. I am against doing Halloween cocktails and pumpkin spice. And if you are all about that, I am so sorry. It's just, for me, it's like I'm more about real cocktails. And I try not to do seasonal ones to specifically for a holiday. Like even Christmas, I'll do a couple of ones that are sort of kind of fall, winterish. But I, I don't want to do a theme cocktail that's specifically for a specific holiday. It just... Not my thing. And pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. It's one of my favorites. I'll eat a whole pie, by the way, on Thanksgiving because I only do it twice a year. But to see it in everything else I get, like if you go to McDonald's, it's pumpkin pie shakes. You go to Tim Hortons, it's pumpkin pie lattes. It's just, it's too much. Pumpkin pie should be exactly what it is. A pie. Nothing else. I think Mark agrees with me on that one, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes. It's like, remember back in the days at McDonald's, they were the first ones to bring out like the shamrock shakes during St. Patty's Day. Um, they, they always had these different flavored shakes for different seasons and stuff. I think they had a, a, a candy cane mint one for Christmas, if I remember correctly. So they were kind of the pioneers of doing all that stuff, but I never got looking forward to any of those drinks. I never, I never bought a mint shake. I never bought a, a candy cane shake. Just, it's not my thing. No. Uh, Paula, what about you? Do you like the pumpkin pie spice and all those things out there? Um, no, uh, I like the pumpkin pie that you introduced to me last year. Yes, but, um, yes, that's right. I remember that. Uh, first time you ever had it. Yeah, I really like the cinnamon and the um, nutmeg and stuff. Yes. There was a drink you made last year with apple cider also mm -hmm. that was yep. very nice. So I'm looking- Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, to trying these more fall drinks, even mm -hmm. though- And if, here's the funny thing. That drink actually did not make the cocktail menu, by the way. Really? Yeah. That seems like a no-brainer. I know. A nice warm cider and some apple slices and nope didn't yum. make the didn't make the menu nope folks wow. I would recommend that you go to that episode and yeah use that use vodka but you can certainly use a nice dark rum yes yes for sure 
All right, so we're going to go off. Oh, let's, oh, sorry. Let's go back to, yeah, so we have the main page. We do have our episode and recipe page. We just, Mark was just talking about our recipes. Yeah, do go back to last year's, um, I'm trying to remember which one that is, the apple cider pay, uh, episode. It was Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, I think. Yes, yes. So do that one. That is an awesome drink, by the way. Yes. And also do have our subscribe page. So please do subscribe. Please. So, please. So, we can get, so we can get tech support because this took about five takes to finally get the show to work. It's like, it's, it's, you guys have no idea because we chopped this together, but it literally took five episodes of recording piece by piece to finally get the show on the, on the, on the platform. Um, we lost Paula, I don't know how many times. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's funny because we all meet on via internet and then Paula, for sure, every single time her microphone doesn't work and it's just like, okay, let's go through the tech support process here. It's like, I'm a moron, guys. No, no, no. We're not saying that at all. No, no. God, no. I've been there too where something's not working and I'm like, okay, I got to run through it. So, but uh, anyway, so yeah, so we do have a subscribe page, cool link page, obviously Craig's creation. Well, we'll have a new creation for you guys. And yes, so please listen to our next episode. It will be coming very soon. We're trying to get back on track of recording every two weeks. Um, you know, we had lots of things going on. COVID, my bar just opened, reopened. Uh, Paula had some things going on with the newborn. Mark had job be going back to. So we're trying to coordinate and get back to a, a regular schedule. So we promise you guys we will bring it more and more frequently when we get closer to the end of the year, of course. And uh, we do love all of our listeners who have been following us. I hear it all the time. And it's amazing that uh, people come to me all the time and say that I listen to your show all the time. So I love that we do that. Um, anyways, yeah, so we're going to off and make some drinks. Uh, I'm going to go make off dinner. And uh, there's no pumpkin pie. Sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, yes, and uh, Paula's going to go check on the new one, on the younger. And uh, Batman's going to go off. I don't know what Batman's going to do. What is Batman going to do? He's going to fight crime. What well, Batman crime. does, duh. Fight, fight crime, okay. <laughs> That's right. Mark's going off... T- yeah, I'm going to beat the crap out of the people that killed my parents. <laughs> oh, yes. you- <laughs> See, you know what I was going to say? Mark's going to go outside as Batman and beat up all the rats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that too. Those are New York rats, though. Careful, careful. Be very careful. <laughs> Here we go. All right, folks. So we're going to off and uh, thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned to the next episode. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well... I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Okay, there's Mark. Okay, Mark's Mark's flatlined. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) No, I'm flatlined. What happened to me? I'm gone. Where'd I go? There I am. There I am. Beep, 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 beep.